A word to the wise. We are an explicit podcast tackling content with adult themes as well as entering spoiler territory if you aren't caught up with us. If you listened to the last episode, you're as far as you need to be already because we are talking through all of Jade War. So if you haven't finished Jade War, stop right now. You have ample, ample warning. Stop it. Pause. Finish the book. Come back. Listen to the previous episode. Come back. Come back. Listen to this one. Three, two, one. Hey there, this is Cross. I'm PJ. I'm Aaron. And we are Words and Whiskey, a podcast for veteran and novice readers alike. We tackle fiction novels and love to talk about what we're drinking. You should think of us as your intoxicating weekly book club. But we aren't really words and whiskey. We're the Negroni sisters here today. The Negroni oh, yeah. Summer. Did you listen to that? I did. Don- Donnie Benet, Negroni Summer. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> 80s synth vibes. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. Negronis are awesome. PJ didn't listen. Like that. I didn't. PJ joined <laughs> us, though, for this one. Yes. So- we have a third sister. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So similar to last time, due to schedules and kind of just the conflicts going into summer, we had to split this one up between the two groups. So we're going to do our best in the edit, of course, to make this pretty seamless. We're asking mostly the same questions. So similar to last time, it'll it'll flow pretty similarly. So Ben Thomas will be right here saying something probably rude. Uh, Much like last time we had a wrap up, we have been forced to split the party here at Mm -hmm. Words and Whiskey. And PJ, busy lad that he is, abandoned Ben and I. So the conspiracy <laughs> triangle is now in need of a new name. We're rebranding, pardon our appearance, as we work on our remodeling, I guess. Construction zone, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, joining me is Ben. Hello, I'm Ben. And we're going to kill it. We're going to get through this pretty quick. I think we're going to probably be nicer to them than they are to us. And we're having a lovely time. We're very nice young gentlemen. Yeah, we're great dudes. Just misunderstood. <laughs> okay, cool. Away from them. With that, do we have to talk? We should talk about the Negroni a little bit. Negroni is a really basic, easy cocktail. We're all having one, of course. Oh, my God. It's three parts, and we are three parts. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. look at that. Okay, wait. But who's what part? I'm vermouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the Campari. I'm a little, I'm a little bitter. You're, you're red. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be the gin. I can yeah. be botanical you're a, and you're a tall drink of gin. That's what I always say about you. <laughs> yeah, you're you're the two part to our one parts. <laughs> <laughs> I do have equal parts. Oh, that'll work. Oh, it is equal part, isn't it? I was wondering why I <laughs> fucked mine up. I was like, this doesn't you quite me taste right. I did. Two to one to I one. did. So uh-huh. one to one I did to Crossland's one. Negroni. <laughs> oh no, you guys are gin heavy. Martinis are, are two to one to one. Be an easy sipper, not a not so gin heavy. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks, bud. Well, explains a lot. <laughs> P- PJ is like a double of you, Cross. So it's true. It's true. Well, it's not it's just him that mix. messed it up though, because I did it too. So I thought you guys were the experts. Well, you know. Sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, that's how that one goes, right? And then you throw it in a glass and you drink it, it and you're like, that's that tastes good. That's not exactly right, but it tastes good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just... I, for whatever reason, decided I didn't want to Google 
the ratios and I just called Crossland. And he said, <laughs> two to one to one. It's super easy. Like, I'm like, who, who calls it people good. anymore? Who? I would be like, dude, like if I ever call Ben, I only do it like when I'm driving. He literally goes, hello? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why did you call me? Texting only. True millennials here. Yeah, it's true. PJ calls me. I'll call PJ in a pinch. <laughs> if, yeah. if, the, if something gets too complicated over text and we're talking back and forth, it'll be like, all right, I'm going to take a moment here. Yeah. This is what I meant. Yeah. I like walking around and doing stuff while I'm talking to Crossland because then I don't have to be fully invested in the conversation. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Small single tear. <laughs> okay. Before we move into the breakdown, I have to say that We've gotten through all of Jade War without me singing War, huh? Good guy. What it isn't good for. Absolutely nothing. And that's pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive. I couldn't go another another week. So and it, it never fit in really naturally. So I forced it. There you go. <laughs> so now it's included. Perfect. Ben, what are you drinking this week? Well, we talked about doing coffee drinks, and mm-hmm. then I went and drank a ton of coffee this morning. I ate like three donuts, and my stomach started doing weird stuff. Yes, so I stopped drinking coffee, and I don't know why this... I thought this would solve the problem, but I am drinking a hibiscus lemonade seltzer from Quirk and Boulevard Brewing Company. So it's good, and the bubblies seem to be helping the churning in the stomach so nice that's all you can ask for <laughs> honestly <laughs> what are you drinking i don't remember if i put this in the group chat or not but i got an espresso machine last weekend nothing too fancy just like a, a nice little start in one yeah with a frother and everything nice. and so i made a coconut latte which is like tables a tablespoon of coconut sugar teaspoon of coconut oil Stir, mm-hmm. stir, stir. Put the espresso in there. Stir, stir, stir again. And then froth the milk. I do oat milk. Delicious. It's very nice. Not a big coconut fan, but mm-hmm. it does sound pretty good. I did a, a maple latte earlier in the day. That was also nice. It's just wow, maple syrup instead. Mm-hmm. It was nice. But yeah, Ben, first question for you. How did you feel about Jade War? Jade War was my favorite of the two books that we've read so far. I feel like this one I just understood a little better, like where it was going and just like what we were doing. And I got that from the first book. So it just built on that, which I really enjoyed. And then the story got bigger. The plots got thicker. And I just enjoyed, I feel like there's more action in this book too, which is, and and stuff that I wanted to see, which was like green bone action. So I feel like because it built on everything that was so good in that first book and then just kind of blew it out more. I enjoyed it that much more. Yeah, I think this is my favorite of the trilogy. And I think a lot of it is because it is, you know, a second of three books or a second of a trilogy. You can get away with a lot more. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily need like a satisfying like ending for us. It can go more open-ended, which I think is a little easier as a writer to do. So I think it benefited from that as well. Well said, my friend. Okay, cool. Away from them. With that, do we have to talk? We should talk about the Negroni a little bit. Negroni is really basic, easy cocktail. We're all having one, of course. Oh, my God. It's three parts, and we are three parts. 
Oh, uh, mm-hmm. look at that. Okay, wait, but who's what part? I'm vermouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the Campari. I'm a little, I'm a little bitter. You're, you're red. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be the gin. I can yeah. be botanical you're a, and. You're a tall drink of gin. That's what I always say about you. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the two part to our one parts. <laughs> I do equal read into parts. That. Oh, that'll work. Oh, it is equal part, isn't it? I was wondering why I <laughs> fucked mine up. I was like, this doesn't quite me taste right. I did. Do the I did. So, oh, uh-huh. one to one I did to Crossland's one. Negroni. <laughs> oh, no, you guys are gin heavy. Martinis are, are two to one to one. It'd be an easy sipper, not a not so gin heavy. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks, bud. Well, explains a lot. <laughs> P- PJ is like a double of you, Cross. So, true. It's true. Well, it's not it's just him that mix. messed it up, though, because I did it too. So, I thought you guys were the experts. Well, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, that's how that one goes, right? And then you throw it in a glass and you drink it, it and you're like, that's that tastes good. That's not exactly right, but it tastes good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> just, I, for whatever reason, decided I didn't want to Google the ratios and I just called Crossland. And he said, <laughs> two to one to one. It's super it easy. Like, I'm like, who, who calls good. people anymore? Who? I would be like, dude, like, if I ever call Ben, I only do it, like, when I'm driving. He literally goes, hello? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why did you call me? Texting only. True millennials here. Yeah, it's true. PJ calls me. I'll call PJ in a pinch. <laughs> if, yeah. if, the, if something gets too complicated over text and we're talking back and forth, it'll be like, all right, I'm going to take a moment here. Yeah. This is what I meant. Yeah. I like walking around and doing stuff while I'm talking to Crossland because then I don't have to be fully invested in the conversation. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Small single tear. <laughs> okay. Before we move into the breakdown, I have to say that we've gotten through all of Jade War without me singing War. Huh. Good guy. What it is it good for? Absolutely nothing. And that's pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive. I couldn't go another another week, so and it, it never fit in really naturally, so I forced it. There you go. <laughs> so now it's included. Perfect. Speaking of thinking about this book, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this book on the whole. Like, what what were your guys' thoughts? Now that we're done, we're out of this sort of story. What'd you think? Overall, I am. Very happy with this book, but it definitely feels like the middle entry of a story, like of a of a series. A lot of large developmental progressions, and it's probably going to continue to progress, but maybe come to more of a head naturally. Felt a lot less intimate than Jade City did, and we became more invested in more of the characters in general. I don't know. I like I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm very happy with this entry in the book. But it like I could tell if I if I didn't already know that it was a middle book, it it feels like a middle book. Are you a middle child? I'm not. Okay. He's he's a little first kid, just like me. Wow, the first of his name. Bunch of bunch of firstborns. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. I I mean it's funny, especially if I contrast that with the way that you reacted to the end of the first book, which is where you're like, well, that didn't feel like a first book. <laughs> where This time you're like, this very clearly feels like a second book. 
I don't remember responding that way, but I'm sure I did. Oh, you were like, I don't know that it ended. Did the book end? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it was a very oh, yeah. soft, yeah. yeah, a yeah. fade out, fade to black. Yeah, I love the intense spikes of fighting and intensity. I think this book had a lot more excitement sprinkled throughout, and less of like a slow build up to one big fight i mean the first book had multiple fights but one big one and then this had like boom like big sudden jumps and adrenaline and i i live you know i live for that speed feeling (laughs) (laughs) like fuck what's happening and this book definitely like crescendoed higher i think and i also liked that we expanded even more and had, you know, more characters and also more <laughs> big names dying. You know, there's no one safe. It makes you think about the future and who's going to die next. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. I think for me, like this book is a clear step up with like 70 or 80 pages more in total. It tells a much more full story in a lot of ways. It fills in a lot more of those details and gaps a little bit more seamlessly. It feels just like a, a more mature author in, a, in their writing process. So I, I love it. It's the books only get better. So unfortunately, it's like I can't say, "Oh, this was my favorite book in the series." It's my favorite one so far. We got we got <laughs> one more. Weird. Nice. Hmm. Yeah uh, i I don't I can't even like I don't like making predictions because you know I'm just pulling shit out of my ass but i can't even like imagine what's gonna happen (laughs) it it is kind of wild you were talking about the crescendo points and the peaks it it is wild that this like in the middle of the book we have that duel between ite and shay and that is just such like an intense moment and feels like something that you would lead into the end of a book with not the middle right yeah Mm -hmm. and it like it came out of nowhere Mm-hmm. It was literally like you're reading and you're like, do and you're like, fuck, oh my God. Like, I remember I saw Ben and I hadn't read it yet. He's like, you have to read it. I have to talk to you about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. I was waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That duel, I think we're going to probably, I know we're going to get into it later on, but that duel is one of my favorite moments of the whole book. And uh, I, I think what's cool about this, and you were mentioning sort of the spikes of action and i i think the way that this story is set up we have sort of the sort of zoomed out lens of the sort of geopolitical situations going on but then we can that that means we can have really like climactic sized moments of the individuals without really needing to resolve anything else in the story and like obviously it feeds in and each individual makes (laughs) sweeping changes to the geopolitical situations on their own but i i like how you can suddenly have those huge huge no turning back this would be the end of the book moments in in a different situation for sure it's fun i like this book more than the first one for sure not that i didn't like the first one no right right but Mm -hmm. it was 
And it also comes with, and I talked about this last time with the original Negroni sisters. No offense. Um, that it's this reading process has been challenging for me because like, I like to kind of landslide or snowball into a book, you know, where avalanche, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's another metaphor, like (laughs) where like the more I get into it, the more I read and like devour it and like do it really fast. So reading it slowly and analyzing it every step, it kind of like takes away some of the emotional impact for me and makes it more intellectual, which is isn't bad but it's it's interesting so i don't like feel as strongly you know when things happen because i'm also like trying to analyze how i'm feeling while i'm feeling it so i think if i were just free reading you know without cross lording his power over me then this book would have been like a fucking like till 4 a.m you know eat it up type of situation Mm -hmm. that's that's I, I'm kind of going through that right now. Like I, I have some context on that right now in that I am rereading through or re-listening through the Red Rising series. And Without cross-lording his power well, over you? It, it's not even that. It's how much wow. time <laughs> it takes to get through a book in a, in a sort of setup like this. It took yeah, us two yeah. months to get through Jade War and or and, and similarly like Morningstar. It probably took us what was it, eight episodes or more? We did <laughs> uh, I can actually check. See, this <laughs> is did. where this is where the the powerless people rage eight. against the overlords. Well oh, it's it's <laughs> as a, my as a peek thing, behind the curtain, we did this book in five weeks, six weeks technically because of schedules, but well like, yeah, just yeah. saying. <laughs> Still. But like, if yeah. you were just reading yeah. the book, you'd, you'd do be done in, in like, a week, which is week. I did but, yeah. it in two days. So yeah, right. I I know there are things that I just it had been long enough that I had forgotten points in the beginning of the book by the by the time we came to the end. So like this time around, I knew oh yeah, this connects to that super well, and like I can make these connections to like beginning parts to later parts, and I feel like we did an okay job of that but at the same time there are just things that i had lost just to time so there but at the same time we get super deep into the like minutia of each of each section so gives and takes there but yeah and i i will for, say <laughs> like i through with it i fully plan on rereading this whole series when we're done because i find most joy out of like rereading books just because like you see so much more you you like know what's going to happen so you can see the breadcrumbs and it you know i think it's fun to see what the author is doing when you can see behind the curtain and you know where it's going it's kind of the fun on this side of it too is to like just point to the breadcrumbs like point in gesture in their direction vaguely and then to like see you kind of like try to pick them up and run with them is sort of it's a lot of the fun and it's why people also enjoy listening to the to the show too to begin with. But yeah, it is it is a little bit of torture and I definitely understand that I do not <laughs> and you uh, enjoy in it. any means envy. I do enjoy <laughs> it a little bit. It's it's also for the first time ever it's been fun to kind of commiserate 
on the side with Thomas about things and to have someone on the other side be like, why are they paying so much attention to that? Why aren't they paying <laughs> attention to the big obvious thing? And like, they're, they're just like a couple of different pieces and parts where it's like, oh, Jesus. And, you know, Ben had a couple of like just spot on perfect predictions, like literally verbatim said what was going to happen. And you got you guys all got a good amount right. But there was one yeah, sure. in the middle of a recording yeah. session where <laughs> Thomas was so alarmed by what Ben said that he picked up his water thing and started pouring because he couldn't look into the <laughs> into the camera. <laughs> he's like, his Brit, his Brita picture. Yeah, exactly. It's too good. Anyway, yeah, that's why I let Ben make all the predictions. I don't like making them because I just, you know, I have, I don't, I cannot see into the future, guys. I just like gambling. <laughs> <laughs> degenerate gambler where'd we end up on all our bets do we have to pay up today or we actually so a lot of your bets are so long scope that we're not going to be paying them off until legacy because of the way that you phrase things i think the only one that we should maybe pay off is around Lotgen for pj yeah and actually for you, Aaron, funny enough. So to read these through, I guess we'll just do this right now. And, you know, well, Ben's Ben's the only one who's got a got a prediction sitting around that'll live a little bit longer. But from Lot, PJ says he convinces Anden to come back to become green again, actively, verbally, and in parentheses, orally. Orally. I remember that one. <laughs> I'll drink for that. <laughs> yeah, cheers. And then Aaron, you said he was going to run off to Espenia with Anden by the end of Jade War. Okay. Which is, I mean, they're both... I'm doing more ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> What's my they're Negroni? Both perfectly reasonable predictions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need to re-up. <laughs> Jeez, we just started. But, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm glad for sure that, that you guys have agreed to come along this ride. And it, it has been very interesting on the whole to also just have a broader spectrum of audience. And what does that mean for, like... You know, it also means that I have had to be a little bit less and it's not not because PJ's dumb or anything, but I've had to be a little <laughs> bit less obvious with things because there are three of, of you ben. and one of you are going to pick up on it. Like it's not it. Well, it's not just Ben, but it's one of the three of you are going to pick up on the thread I found. And it's like, OK, I got to step even a little bit further back than I usually would. And just like, you know, you're allowed to be a little bit dumb. more like I, I get it. It's fine. <laughs> I didn't mean uh, it. Aw. Peaches. What'd you call them earlier? Peaches. Peaches is what my family calls me sometimes. True. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. But Peach is what a lot of people do. Peach. Okay. As you already touched on, the story it spans and the world it spans. And so Cross and I, when we were concocting these questions, we were wondering if that impacted your threes opinion of the story just you here obviously but did you prefer the smaller scope that we got in jade city or did you enjoy the way the world and the setting really opened up in jade war yeah it's hard to say because the second book really benefits from like the world being the table being laid out in the first book so like if you don't have that table setting and like understand the clans and jan loon then it's a lot harder to expand the story but i did really appreciate that expansion and so the way that it builds on on that i think is a real compliment to the writing so to me i guess i would say i prefer the expanding story in the larger scope of the war just because it brought in 
a lot of new characters and new problems for the clans to deal with. And it wasn't so much just the clans warring one-on-one, but I don't think they're able to do that if the first book and the setup in it wasn't so good and just like so effortlessly explained a lot of the backstory weave that into the story of the two clans because you really have to understand that first to understand the expansion and what's going on there yeah i think that's very well said once again because as the world expands we have the familiar familiarity bundled that but uh the comfort <laughs> of knowing the clans is sort of a life raft to hold on to and we can anticipate how they're going to interact react to these certain things that we see right and then like even then it's like the new alliances i i really love that aspect of it like how both sides are kind of trying to build alliances on both sides of this war and then how they're using those different things i thought it was just great mm-hmm. and they're both cultivating both legitimate and illegitimate allies in their global right. war it is crazy though because so at least for Hilo first book he's confined more or less it seems to like two city blocks we see him he goes into (laughs) mountain control territory (laughs) but just at the borders like andon's all over the city to gets kidnapped shay comes in and and then now hilo literally goes to three or four countries in this he goes to seven land katon obviously and yuila right yeah and espenia yeah and multiple cities in like in espenia it's wild (laughs) He was a real globetrotter in this one compared to yeah. like how he's just operating out of the house, basically. Yeah. In, the, in Jade City, he's either in the house or the twice lucky, it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> or Wen's apartment. So glad, glad that we picked the brain on the feelings of books on the whole. But now that we've completed the whole story, did you prefer the sort of smaller scope of Jade City or the larger scope of Jade War? This, you know, just getting a little bit more specific on kind of the idea of like, did you like it when it was sort of the smaller street crime or did you appreciate sort of the expanding aspect of more nations, more inclusion that way? I think approaching both of them in tandem made me appreciate both of them more. So this is like doubly difficult to answer. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I like what about each grabbed you? I mean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What about each worked? I think it was good that it started in the m- micro so that we could really understand the families and the relationships, you know, the way the clans organized and got the gangster, you know, old school mobster vibes. That was fun. But then like, you know, how far can you go with that? Like, then you have to kind of expand into the war. So I don't know that I could prefer one over the other because I feel like they're both necessary. Mm -hmm. I think morality gets a little bit more muddy in the second one. Like, it's one thing to be in, like, clan-on-clan street war, and, like, I'm rooting for this clan who's also, like, fighting this clan, and they're both kind of outside the law, and they're, they're... that's just the way that these clans operate, and I can pick one over the over the other. Whereas in Jade War, it's like, all right, do I want to root for this gang style government that's affecting the entire world and like the politics of the whole world? And like, how does that fit into like how, the morality is more complicated, I guess, which is interesting and fun, but it makes it harder to root for them on a grand scale. Yeah, so. you, you see them more as the hoodlums that the world sees them as. 
I totally get that. And I mean, I think that that's part of sort of the brilliance here is to be like, hey, to constantly like pull you back in and be like, hey, you should maybe be questioning their actions. Like, I know that you love, love these people, but like, come on, like, you got to take a moment, mm-hmm. breathe, see the bigger picture and be like, okay, was that really the smartest move? Is this just because of some sort of archaic code of law? Like, what's the what's the basis yeah. of reality here? Can we go over national lines and kill innocent mothers? I don't know. I want to ask that question very specifically. Um, <laughs> so, I, I could I have asked for a better transition? No, not at all. Has has anyone's feelings changed on Hilo's decision to kill Nico's mother? No. Actually, not yeah, I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> not like dulled or like it doesn't feel like it's the right decision. We're just all. I, it's I just mean, like, is I, it is it ever worth it? Like he's lo- he's this kid's grown up with a lie, and in the future there's going to be some like comeuppance prediction. Mm. Make eye contact. Nico finds out about it and swears <laughs> off the clan. <laughs> Don't pour your Brita filter. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, maybe maybe get numb to it is a good way to put it. Like, I don't think about it actively as much. You've been hurt before. <laughs> quite often. I've found in these books that Crossman chooses for me to read. Quite often. The good ones are the traumatic ones. What do you want from me? <laughs> it's true. Hurt people hurt people. And it's enjoy true. being hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's what we need here. Okay, this is from the Devil's Cut, but you like it just like you like your people pile. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that has to stay in the Devil's Cut now. (laughs) It's forever in the Devil's Cut. Love it. All right. So no one's opinions shifted on Hilo. Cool, cool, cool. Just wanted to check. Speaking of Hilo, he made some decisions in this book that, you know, mixed reactions, unfavorable reactions at times. I think obviously the most notable is his decision to kill Amy and her lover Mm. and kidnap, some would say, Nico back to Taton. Right. But now seeing where we get to at the end, what do we make of that decision and other decisions throughout Jade War? I feel like... Hilo in this book was is like very complicated because he's like he's taking all these steps forward that you're like really really appreciating and then they really just pull the rug out from underneath you when he kills Amy like that and then I feel like that's like a big step back for him but then like he continues to show growth after that especially at the end of the book with Andon and what happens with Make when so I don't know. It's it's complicated with Hilo, and it always is. I think he's like he's just a complicated character. Like he does things that you don't always agree with, but you still can empathize with him in a lot of ways. So I think that's what makes him so great to follow and interesting. But I really was disappointed about murdering Amy. <laughs> that was just very tough, very tough moment. So that's it's hard to forget that that's in him, and I think that's true to his character because I think that's a piece of him always even despite like that he's he's growing so i think he's both it's like you can hold both those ideas in the same thing like both of those ideas in your mind at the same time like he's a character that's growing and learning and there 
are aspects of that that I really love and like about him. And then there's still things where he just kind of lets, I don't know, impulse and anger take over. And he still can't quite control that sometimes. Yeah, he definitely does a much better job throughout Jade War in controlling his anger. And yeah. but when he kills Amy, I don't think there's any anger in it. Yeah, probably not. But but that one, the, the reason that one gets me so much is it's just so casual that it's like, it, it really doesn't is. impact him at all. It's it just, he knew in his mind, you know, in his eyes and in his interpretation of the way the world works, that had to be done. <laughs> and so he did it and that's it. And he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of like in some weird way, he does have like some honor about the situation, I guess, but it's still just like violates so many norms. Even, but for, I mean, it's weird. Yeah. For the clan, it's it not necessarily the same outlook. Yeah, Hilo's really cool. He's just very fascinating character. So there's all these times where it seems like I know Cross kind of alludes to him manipulating Andin to some extent, and like other things where it seems like I just feel like everything with Hilo is just so surface and not yeah. in a bad way. Like he he's a deep thinker when he wants to be, but it's just he is who he is. The world is to him what it is to him, and he doesn't. Yeah necessarily especially at least with his family and his allies or not allies like friends and family and clan does things because he knows that they're the right thing even more than believes and he might be wrong but like right. in his mind he knows that is the right thing to do yeah i think that's a good read but yeah that's i i did not expect him to be a, like such a fascinating character to follow if you would have asked me that in like the first quarter of the first book I did not think he was going to be like this multifaceted character that I really do want to see like how he deals with all this stuff and like all the, everything that's coming up. And I'm still cheering for him despite some of the bad decisions, but it's like, it makes it much more difficult. It's like very fraught at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. That's so interesting to me because it stuck out to me. on Like, I think I just, as soon as I realized our, good guys are basically bad guys in 90 other 90 percent of other stories (laughs) i just locked in and i was like he looks fucking cool like once he comes out of the twice lucky smoke in the cigarette i was like i'm in i don't say less and then we also see because i think as i touched on in the jade city coverage a lot we get these point of views that interact with you know they're switching back and forth between chapters and so you see lon's point of view which i think impacted how you Aaron and PJ interpreted Hilo a lot in the beginning. That is true. Yeah. And so you get him, but then to me what stood out is how little, especially on the reread maybe, but I I think I picked up on it a little bit. Well, I did. So I read Jade City all the way through before starting the coverage again and I didn't do that for Jade War. Mm-hmm. But what stood out to me is just like how little Lon understood Hilo. And so I think oh, for sure. when you're first reading that, it just sticks out. Or you just take Lon because he's what you would want to root for in this world. So you take what his opinions at face value and you don't, yeah. you think of Hilo just as a brute like he does. That's really interesting. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. It does color your kind of impression of Hilo a ton. And I, I would like to go back and reread that just to see what it's like. Yeah. Just wanted to see what, what were your guys' top two moments? My joking one is Andin getting his dick sucked. <laughs> I was going to put that on there also. <laughs> <laughs> and in getting head was going to be one of my answers for your top and like, two. 
Does it count? <laughs> is it is it roadhead if you're not moving? Oh, mm, that's a good. I don't think so. No, but it is car sex, right? Like that's usually. Yeah. 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 We've all done it, and we've all realized it's not very comfortable. True. Nah. People piles are better. <laughs> that's not what that is. <laughs> Okay, Just that was my that was my joke. Being moment. in a vehicle is uncomfortable <laughs> for me. So <laughs> doing anything else in one is too, unbubbly, So you're too big. I'm almost too big to be in a car or a plane seat. For sure the it um Shay Duel. I just have the duel in all caps. But for maybe my even even better than the duel. I mean the duel was pretty badass. Like another great moment though is the the challenge of a clean blade. It's like <gasps> Clutch your pearls. There's going to be more than two. I hope you know that. Kilo meeting with the crews, with the crew leaders. Skinny Reeves. <laughs> I I just, I liked the sort of intentionally playing into the youth and seeming like not that important or not like a super important member of the clan and the translations and like every being outside of any of the points of views that we've been in like i just love that scene a good one also not to be so pro female moments but i am i confronting shay in the temple and then like when she comes back at the end like those two moments together and their contrast and similarities that's pretty cool. Like Shay's shaking in her boots the first time and then feeling pity for Ite the second time. We came full circle. And seeing the chess moves that Ite's, Ite's trying to play. Like, right. If you really felt like the, this, you wouldn't be doing this. And yeah. PJ, I'm surprised you haven't brought up Barrow yet. I don't actually like that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> It was just in that last episode. Just had to, you know, <laughs> be the meme meme lord. Mm-hmm. I like fucking with Crossland. And... Yeah. Hey, I love Barrow. Don't get me wrong. I <laughs> adore Barrow. I think he's the best character in the whole book. I just you're, you're I love... a rags to riches guy. I uh, it's also just very funny to me that like it, it is Barrow is such an ingenious character to be like this. From a, from a writing perspective, to be like this just salt of the earth, it is like our on-the-ground sort of representation. At the same time, he's also an absolute scumbag. And so, like, you get the on-the-ground view, but you also get, like, a tainted sort of, this is what a thief would look like on the ground. And that's just kind of, it's unique. It's fun. You know? I don't hate Barrow. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I... I I I think we definitely need his story, and like it's kind of he's the one who's fun to hate, but yeah, it, it adds so much depth. Mm-hmm. And like obviously, he's a pretty unique case in the profile of sort of situations that he's gotten himself into. But at the same time, like you mentioned, he he's the boots on the ground case, but he's also the like these are the people we're trying to keep jade out of their hands for like he he's the reason why we need to have this so regulated and jumping in chapter one of jade city getting his perspective in this like ill-conceived heist that he pulls really sets the pace for that 
So I agree. It's really brilliantly done. Better villain than Sauron? Maybe. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Less Story scary. hasn't ended yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What's in that? There's so many moments. I don't want to like move on yet. Have you no, done no, two, no. PJ? Uh, the duel and Hilo meeting the crews, but I can... Like Hilo and Nico's parents. And you know, like I that, like that whole chapter. It was as fucked up as it was. It was good. I liked, I really liked when multiple times, but I think her moment where she comes to Shay, well, there's multiple ones, but especially when she kind of brings Shay out after Miro. Miro? That is. Marrow. I was like, what's his name? See, I already forgot. It's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when when's growth and I also like, you know, and then finally putting Jade back on. That was mm. a big one for me because I just wanted it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's been pulling harder for everyone to be like, come on, where the Jade? Where it <laughs> Aaron is. I was so excited. I don't know. I feel like I could list ten, but yeah, those are some initial big ones without like planning what I was going to say ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think for me it's it's tough to not say the duel, but the duel is in as much as everything around the duel for me. It's Hilo and sort of the mind games that he's playing not only with Shay but with Ite. It's the way that he goes in and prays for Shay, and then the duel itself. Like that that sort of like three chapter set is just. And then on top of that, the abortion that happens prior and like that entire scene and what that means for the breakup with Marrow. And it's just like this series of like perfectly executed complications that lead up to what is just a brilliantly manufactured scenario that Shay had been thinking about for a long time, clearly, and constructing towards. And there's so much else that goes into that that moment. And it's just so nuanced and lovely. I love it. But my second favorite is the scene at the Grudge Hall when it's raided that Mm. moment stands out in my head because it is in that moment that i think andon realizes that he probably should have picked up jade especially in a reread it's one of those things where it's like he could have saved my god that he loses the whole read i was like fucking get some jade idiot it's tough and it's the most obvious one that sits in his head and in that moment with when well it kind of like had to happen so that he would react faster with Win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I specifically remember Thomas pushing back on that idea a little bit, saying like he recognized that it was too late for any sort of channeling efforts. And Yeah, it does kind of say it in the book. I don't but I, I'm I'm curious if that's true or not. Or if that's like Andon Coping he doesn't have it. perception either. I think it's cope and he do- he lacks perception to even be able to know that. He doesn't have the jade mm-hmm. on to begin with. But I think that is also, to Aaron's point, that's why he jumps on the grenade so quickly later. That's why he's like immediately is there for when. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of good moments. I think this book has more like, like I said, crescendos, peaks, where you can like pick out moments Whereas mm-hmm. book one had a lot more like build into big moments, but like there was more build in between them. So this book's hard to pick just two for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, book one was like 150, 160 pages of, of like character build. And then you started to get like lawn fighting and then you got lawn's death. And that's kind of the first big moment. Right, right. And that's not a favorite. <laughs> I love lawn. Fuck you. <laughs> no, lawn's well, no, death? death. Oh, no. Right, 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 right. No, I meant I thought you meant as a character. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm saying it's not a favorite moment when he dies. It's true. It's right. Speaking of rereads, though, I'm curious how that feels without being left with that as a cliffhanger. Mm. Like if that feels less ambiguous. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. it felt just as ambiguous. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that from my, my own experience was like, it was definitely a like, and then you're like, you read the two chapters and then you're like, fuck, but you're spending oh, yeah, somewhere sure. in the realm of okay. 40 pages until you get there. Fonda gotcha. is very deliberate about that compared to, you know, a number of authors. It feels like it's more of a, I want to just keep it out of sight. We're going to keep it behind the curtain until it's time for you to see what's actually back there. Mm -hmm. Keep you stressed out about it. That's also, that was one of the reasons too, why with this final part, I didn't want to break it into two. I wanted it to just go as one solid chunk because there are so many moments that could feel more climactic than they need to. You could break at almost any chapter in the third part that we just read for last week. And uh, it would feel like a cliffhanger. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. So many moments. It's true. It's true. Good job, Fonda. Great job, Fonda. What stand out to you as some of your favorite moments from Jade War? I think, like, the first thing I think of when I'm thinking of standout moments is the duel between Shay and Aitmata. That was just awesome. Like, the whole, the lead up to it, the shit talking, Shay calling her out <laughs> in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. and just being like I've had enough of your shit let's fucking do all over this <laughs> yeah that was that was so badass like that was a very much a cheer out loud moment for me reading the book that was probably my biggest reaction yeah the duel is incredible yes that is really great I mean like I said the lead up to it was great the action of it is actually fantastic as well and just like this split second where you think that she might beat Aitmata and then you realize like, oh no, she has no chance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's, it's interesting because like, just to compare to Red Rising, I guess, where there's also a lot of duels. So I think it's an apt comparison. The duels in Red Rising are pretty long. Yeah. And this one, the description is a little long, but like, you know, it happened in 30 seconds and the duel was done because they're just so fast. Yeah. Yeah, definitely like had samurai dual vibes where it's just like over very quickly, which I love. So that was definitely a standout part. I think like, I mean, the development of just like make win as a character throughout the entire book was another thing that really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Loved her arc and just am like super sad that she's now half paralyzed or whatever. So that was something that definitely stood out. I liked Kilo through the first part of the book, like the decisions he was making and just like the growth as a character was really awesome to see. And I think that that kind of gets replaced with Andon's growth as a character in the second half of the book, which didn't think I would enjoy, but definitely did start really enjoying that story. That last sequence where, where they're killing Zapunio just so F intense, like, I was reading that like so fast, just like 
trying to turn the page <laughs> so quickly and just like starting to read in giant chunks of text yeah, just like to see what would happen next. Passages just to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that had me like desperate to hear what happened next. So I really love that. And then the, the fake out how it's like you think you've reached the climax and then yeah. the fucking Billy Timber and his game rolling. <laughs> I mean, the scheming stood out to me. There's a lot of really great scheming going on on both sides and just like that kind of political kind of warfare aspect that thread was carried throughout the entire book and like done really well where it was very intriguing like the moves, counter moves done by no peak in the mountain. So those are probably, yeah, those are probably my favorite parts. Makes sense I like, to me. And as far as like just a random favorite part, the make Ken like attacking the ship with the green bones was also very cool. That was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. The duel obviously is number one. It was just so mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Yeah. I don't, we're very, you and I have a very similar taste when it comes to what we like in books, shows, movies, all that. So right. honestly, no notes. Same exact thing you said. When <laughs> fucking love when. Here's a question, kind of a spin-off of this. Because you touched on the mountain schemes. Mm-hmm. Coming away from Jade City, you're just impressed with how untouchable Aitmata is, how it took extraordinary circumstances to even bring things back into balance between the two clans. Right. And you needed literally a god in Andin to yep. even things out. And then here, we hardly see the mountain, it seems like with few notable exceptions and then at the end she's like hey Shay everything you did this book which was awesome doesn't fucking matter because I'm one step ahead of you <laughs> yeah and yet for me and this isn't due to like knowing what happens or anything that's just, just purely in this book I come away way less impressed with the mountain than I was in Jade City and that might yeah. just be because proximity I don't know so what are your thoughts I would agree one I think like in this book we can see the cracks in the mountain starting to form, especially like there's just much more weaknesses that are exposed in this book. And then like, especially even just like in the duel, like it shows that Aymana is not untouchable. So I think she does a really good job of just explaining that through the subtext of the novel. Like there's really nothing like explicitly like that, but it's just well told through the story. And so, and then like, also I don't believe in, I think her scheme at the end that she explains to Shay is just a bad idea. Like, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Like, I don't see that working out mm-hmm. for her, her. So I feel like she's like, you know, it just, pushed all her chips in and doesn't really have a good out if that fails. Yeah. It seems just like a more extreme and dangerous version of what Don Ash and her were doing in Jade city. Right. But with even, less understanding by the new participants and what I show and being a green bone really is. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like that has like a very large potential to backfire. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like not scared of the mountain as much anymore. It also, I did the impression that without Don Ash, they just, because now Sue and Zen seems very, that a tactical horn, which is obviously throughout, but they yeah. just don't seem as formidable from a pure military standpoint anymore. Like if it right, were yeah, to he's like a different thing to again. deal with, but yeah, Gaunt seemed like extremely formidable, especially for like new horn versus, mm-hmm. versus him, like very experienced horn. So that's definitely plays into it as well. It doesn't seem like, just it seems like they have Aitmata, not much more. Like now, mm-hmm. seems like kind of a scary guy 
and there he does seem like a formidable opponent as well, but definitely not as scary as Gontash, and then it feels like the rest of the clan just is not as strong, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of cracks there to be exploited. Yeah. And probably a lot of that is because Ite had to perform a purge to take over and kind of kill the leadership and brain trust, it seems like. And so now everyone that's in a position of power is... So like now Sue, capable at his job, scary, tactical, and Iwi, whatever... Kalundo is yeah, also Kalundo, seems to be yeah. good at his job, but they're just yes men to her at the same right. time. Like she has to tell them what to do. It seems like, yeah. And Hilo has people he actively disagrees with. They're steaming, right? And I think that's what they're trying to explain. Like that's what she's trying to make evident in the story as well. Is like Ait is alone, and she doesn't have anybody that she can count on. She does have Jeez. these people that are have skills. But like, yeah, like you said, she has to direct them. She has to serve like as all the brain power for the operation. And the thing that no peak has as an advantage is their family and each other. And I is still almost enough to bring them down by yeah. herself. <laughs> With that, I mean, following favorite moments, it's tough to not just like hop into the natural segue here, which is like favorite character moments or some of your guys' favorite characters from the story characters and get into moments and why. But, you know. So I sort of chose mine off of growth and sort of who who experienced the most growth. And while when experiences a lot of growth just due to exposure, I feel like we get to see progression a lot better in other characters, specifically Hilo and Andon. So with Hilo, a really great standout moment for that would be the entire emergency surrounding Rue swallowing the Jade Buttons and it already being a tense, stressful time, that getting added on top of it and him able to, like Hilo being able to calmly, relatively calmly, address the situation, determine the right course of action, bring him to the hospital, not blow up at the doctors and nurses treating rue i didn't expect him to respond to any any other way than he did about the stone eye thing but the fact that he didn't make any sort of snarky remark towards the doctor when he saw the doctor expecting him to act a certain way like restraint there's just a lot of restraint there's there's fatherhood there's maturity that has taken root in hilo yeah and I, i i think that whole scene exemplifies that and then Hilo daddy Hilo daddy exactly daddy Hilo big daddy Hilo big daddy Hilo (laughs) Aaron do you want to go with one and then I'll go with my other one after that I have to go with Shay it's a tough choice with between Wynn and Shay with me but I think Shay at the end of the book well Shay with the duel dirt like the uh, result of the duel and then Shay at the end of the book taking responsibility and off it. I mean like that's like tremendous growth and change and taking on all the responsibility that she had previously shunned and her just fully like accepting like this is who I am Hilo punching her in the face telling her to get the fuck out and she's like no like this I'm in it you know I think Shay really you know, jumped in both feet. Yeah, I really appreciate Shay's change. I think that hers and Hilo's are 
and this is not to say anything, but I think that Shays is almost like is the most not telegraph necessarily, but has the clearest endpoints to some degree inside of the story. The Divine Return obviously being one example and the other one being Doru and Mero as sort of those counterpoints. And so like there are like nice, really great dividing lines of to show the way that Shay's mentality has changed over the five years time that passes in this book, which I think is lovely. So Shay is definitely in my top two. My second one that I have is Andon and his decision to finally wear Jade again and knowing what he wants to do with it and what he's able to do with it and that revelation that he has of not feeling obsessed with the power that comes with it, but the desire to use it for healing, overcoming the fear that he's been harboring and that he's been basically hiding from in Espenia. I'm just glad that he finally put the jade on. <laughs> mm. Yeah, 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 we get it. I, I also love Andon. I think it's a great choice. He is not in my... Okay, to put like top two on this makes it a very difficult choice, right? Yeah. I love the way that, for me, it's not only that final decision that he makes to turn the corner, but it's also the way that he actually has like a proper adult relationship and like for the first time is kind of like coming into his own in a lot of ways. And, and I think that that is really well written and very strong and... I don't know. And I've read a decent amount of fiction. I don't know that I've seen a male male couple written as eloquently or as gracefully, I think, as Corey and Andon either, yeah, which I, I think is just I mean, great. Especially in fantasy. I don't know. Yes. You don't you don't right. get a lot of homosexual couples in general. No. Yeah. I I agree to a point, but at the same time, I feel like it it didn't feel like that adult or mature of a relationship because it's andon's first relationship like right it's not I feel supposed like to this be. this relationship is what will allow him to develop healthy like full relationships in the future Hopefully. which is great and like i'm not i'm not trying yeah. to diminish their relationship at all by any oh means, no but i yeah yeah i understand mostly and for I, me semantic as far as I was thinking about it, but yeah. that's fair. I think I think this will help Corey grow a lot too because he's been a fuckboy, and he'll see like, oh, Andon like almost died. Like he wasn't just breaking up with me; he was like, you know, mm-hmm. taking on this huge responsibility. It kind of like in silence without telling Corey until his letter. Yeah, I think hopefully it helps. Corey grew up a little too. Okay. Well, you, since funny sorry. that the calls both did things silently like that, you know what I mean? Like silent mm-hmm. responsibility for the clan, of course, and that ended their relationships in both cases. There's so, I mean, there's story. I mean, yeah. Tale as old as time. There's stories, right. TV books everywhere where if there was just more communication, there'd be no story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Who's your second Aaron? Okay, well, I, I was going to say, I thought for sure PJ was going to go with Wen. So mm. I, I'm happy to go with Wen, but I don't think with Wen it's a necessarily growth. It's more like her, she's always like being herself, but she's getting more opportunity to show who she is. So I think she's always been this green and this strong and this good of a friend and sister. Um, but she's like getting more and more opportunities to show 
her depth and, you know, her true colors. So with, you know, Andin, Shay, Hilo, you see like a change, but with when I see like a consistency and a strength. So I really like this book where she can kind of shine through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I feel like she is growing into somebody more confident in their decision making as opposed to supporting Hilo and only sharing what her thoughts are in the bedroom after the board meetings that she's sitting in on to mm-hmm. having this opportunity with Shay to like work for the clan actively to making critical decisions for the clan, despite how dangerous and ill-conceived those those plans can be given the end still (laughs) taking the initiative and and being being the decision maker and really kind of forcing hands is really cool to see for her yeah she's one of the biggest uh, you know what ifs or what will be how do you say that she's the biggest (laughs) like you know what the fuck is going on is she gonna wake up is she gonna be a mom is Hilo going to forgive her, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited to start Legacy and we don't start it for so long on paper. It's frustrating. <laughs> All right, we're doing shit. Everybody's busy, including me. So we should have <laughs> we should have planned our vacations at the same time instead of like it's- staggered. It's like once <laughs> a week someone leaves. Yeah, it's true. Eventually it gets better. So that's the good news. Eventually but- we're cold and sad again. Yes, <laughs> eventually I'll be cold and sad again. Excellent. Well, I wanted to throw in here because I, I do agree with all of those characters. I just wanted to add in here. PJ had made mention of, you know, kind of the the Hilo moment earlier with the way that he's kind of changed and grown. And one of one of the things that like I bring up is or that I think about, especially with that moment in the hospital, is I think it also compares pretty favorably to the sort of parental scene and that moment that he has overseas with Nico and the family and Amy and I forget his name, but you know what, he died anyway, so who cares? Step in boy. Sure. Yes, step in do land we, boy. Do we know that for sure? Oh my god. It <laughs> does not happen on, on page. And it's Tar never probably mentioned. killed him. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Tar went in to kill him. So I think it's I think it's pretty I think clear. Tar was an effective killer. Yeah. Tar <laughs> killed his unknown twin brother. And a whole squadron of police officers. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll never know about it. Now I I really I really appreciate that scene in particular in a reread, I think, even more because he does up until the moment in which he has to make the impossible call. He ultimately is, I think, bending and seeding as much as possible to make that relationship work because he doesn't want to take away anything from Amy, despite in the previous book literally offering to go murder her multiple times. Outright cold blood just because, right? And look what happened. Yeah, that more, that felt more like a death of circumstance than consequence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Did it? Did it? She's entirely she's packing her bags and no conversation is had. Hey, the if I were going to get murdered, had. I would appreciate if you like just channeled me real quick. That'd be nice. That's fair. Yeah, that would. He did it. He did it kindly. You know, yeah. by comparison, kill me without me knowing. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. No Do on the record. <laughs> on the record. 
Yeah, I, I just I, I think that that it's it's the precursor to the decision, right, is the point that I'm trying to point out. Like that shows monumental growth because that is like a cultural touchstone for Hilo that he would have never pushed against. But he is willing to under the guise of family um, and for Lon and Lon's kid in that memory. And it isn't until the clan is threatened and he has to come home that it really registers as more. But, yeah, just comparing the hospital scene to that scene up until the death moment, you know. But, yeah, those chapters. Just yeah. a little massage to the heart. Just a little <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> just like now Swenzen did to uh, Stone Tomorrow. Oh, my God. That, another top moment, but like in a, in a scary way. Yeah. Now is now is a frightening character for sure. No question. So we already touched on this one a little bit. There's a lot of growth in this book for a lot of our favorite characters and even some of our not so favorite characters. Mm-hmm. If you had to pinpoint like top two characters in terms of growth for this book, yeah. what would you who would you look to? I'm thinking, I mean, just off the top of my head, the first two characters I think of are make when and Anden. I just feel like when comes into her own as like this fully realized character that we really care about. She shows how useful she is, how much she cares about the operation and just like how down for the cause she is. She's greeting the soul. So I have a question. You know, in the NBA, there's the most improved player award. Yeah. And sometimes it seems like, it, you know, ideally it goes to someone who actually improved like this year, Laurie Martinet, huge yeah. improvement leaps and bounds. And then sometimes it just goes to someone who, got more playing time and so their numbers obviously went up mm-hmm. and so do you think make when i think obviously you know all our characters drew this book they, they're older because yeah in jade city they're like 26 27 so that's they're my age and then now they're like in their 30s so there's obviously growth maturity all that good stuff different mm-hmm. roles but do you think when maybe a little bit it's just her role in terms of how many chapters she has seen into her mind a little bit more in this book as compared to Jade City. Yeah, definitely. And I wouldn't put her... I would say if I was going to give her an NBA award, it would be Mm -hmm. the Sixth Man of the Year award. Okay. Like, she's like really great off the bench for this team and I think is integral to their success. And so she's really something that like makes them tick, but she's not a player that you think of immediately when when the... She's not in the starting five, like if they were going to go five on five versus the mountain. But she's kind of like a secret weapon off the bench. I like that a lot. Should we run through <laughs> all of the NBA awards and the season awards now? <laughs> Who do you have for MVP? MVP, I mean, of the book, probably shit. I mean, I would want to give that to make win just because I love her so much, but she's already winning the 60th man of the year, so... I think Hilo or Anden probably. It's between them. Them. Okay. What do you think? I think it. I mean, it depends, sort of, in real life. In real life, how you we define valuable. Yeah. And so, in terms of story, I think Anden has a an argument. But in terms of like the goals of the characters, I wouldn't think he does. Maybe clutch performer of the year with how he yeah. does stuff at the end. I think that's actually true. that's fair. Yeah. But I would say Hilo or Shay. Yeah. Because Shay does a bunch. But yeah, I'm, Shay, I gotta give it to my guy Hilo. I'm sorry. Yeah. Shay kind of has a, she falls off during, towards the yeah, end of the Yeah, it's kind of like Jokic this year. Yeah. yeah. She, Mero dies and she just pats it in for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 
most improved player was probably Mate Ken. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> until he got blown up. <laughs> yeah, tough. And in t- and in number two for that, I think. Yeah, just because. I think it's probably just because he went from teenager to young adult, and so he got naturally a little less annoying. Mm-hmm. But he his growth, especially just like the last third of the book, is awesome, and you're not annoyed every time you have to hang out with him anymore. Defensive player of the year, Ron Toro, probably, just defending the people of South Trap. Damn. R.I.P. too. That's a good one. Roan was I maybe the most badass character in this book, just from pure, oh, yeah. like, doing Sneaky cool badass. shit with Jade. Yeah. He caught a Molotov in the air, which granted was being thrown <laughs> not at him, but at somebody else, and then like ran up and threw it into a car. That's amazing. Yeah. And then, and then he like, just fucking demolishes all the half bones by himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, Pretty easily. When they were attacking the community center, that was pretty violent. Like yeah. him throwing that on the car, like knocking the doors off and then shooting those guys just like point blank. God damn. Yeah. Dealing with a real badass. All right. Thank you for indulging that. I think that's going to be great content TM. (laughs) What's another character though that you thought exponential growth for them? Or Andon? Yeah, I mentioned Andon. I feel like we got to touch on him. I feel like he went from kind of a whiny baby at the beginning of the book to really figuring out more about himself and like what he wants and how he's going to do it. So I really, I enjoyed him a lot towards the end of the book. And I used to, I was started the book, not really looking forward to his Aspinian chapters. And then by the end of the book, they were, you know, some of the most interesting parts for sure. I would agree. And he also got a badass moment when he does the, I am here to kill you, Sapunio, and then like rolls up, <laughs> holds him hostage while Roan takes out everybody else. That was cold-blooded for sure. Yeah, and then we obviously, we touched on Hilo's growth even despite his mistakes. Kind of a two steps forward, one step back situation for him. Mm -hmm. Shay, I feel like, has some growth, but it's she's all over the place in this one. Yes. I mean, she has some rough moments as well and like figuring it out, like the Marrow situation. That was just kind of sad how that all worked out and like, I think she learned a lot from it. So I think she's grown moving forward, but like definitely made mistakes in the moment. And those mistakes cost her and cost Marrow. So also shout out us because, you know, it's easy for people to be like, oh, Thomas, you already read the book. You remembered that she was forcing Marrow away. But everyone was pushing back at us like, oh, she didn't say that. Tell Marrow about the portion to force him away that was like an ultimate way to see if he was real or not and then when she has to kill him she's like she told him that because she knew it would make him back away from her oh exactly (laughs) when will they learn (laughs) i 100 percent agree now we're into the fun question portion of this if you could share a drink from any character from jade war who would it be and why and i think Obviously, we can doesn't have to be someone who just popped up on the scene in right. Jade War. Thinking Ron Toro would be a good one, dude. Again, <laughs> same. Lots of good mind. stories. I, so that's kind of like my first thought, and he's like a newer character, so stories are probably a little. Third, I I feel like you know. If, so say we, we went make Tar, they'd yeah. be fucked up in like <laughs> yeah. a fucked up way. If you go with Ron Toro, they're fucked up, but also in like sort of a depressing way. Like you just feel yeah. bad for him. That was, yeah, his story is wild. <laughs> yeah. He's just kind of like forced into this life. It's sort of like, 
he's like, dude, I owed you one favor. Now I've just had to murder people for 50 years. It's, it's tough. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Literally a demon. <laughs> he is kind of, I guess, he's like defending the neighborhood though, I guess. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like, you know, like we talked about Greenbone Spider-Man situation. So except a lot more violent. A lot more. <laughs> more like Punisher, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Too tall. <laughs> Anyone else stand out though? Sorry, because I cut you off. Oh no, yeah, you're fine. I think Amy's husband seems like an okay time. Real dummy, but he's probably Real a dumb. good drinking partner. I would say. Probably a good wingman. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Mm, moot worst drinking partner ever, obviously. Yes. <laughs> any of the new green or half bones <laughs> yeah. just no thank you they're way Very too intense annoying. and like <laughs> <Yeah>. weird <laughs> and then I would always want to have a drink with my gals Shay and make win mm-hmm. I want to I would like to go to drinks with the two of them together like that'd yeah. be good I feel like you'd have to I don't know Shay just seems kind of like a tough hang Honestly, she's just like, she's so awkward. Yeah. And in her own head, it'd have to be a lot of drinks with her, I think, at like a tiki bar. She does need like a buffer person. So I think Make Wen could be helpful there. And Make Wen's just very intense. Yeah. But I do think that'd be fun. That's a good one. I think none of the bosses or the uh, Spenian mobs or dudes, none of them, just because they have annoying voices. No. Yeah. I don't want to listen to anything they have to say. They're a little too racist to hang out with. Yeah. If Blaze the Bull Cromner was as cool as his name, then yes, but he's, (laughs) it's tough. I feel like now Sue, for some reason, loves karaoke. I don't know why. (laughs) It's like the quiet guy that likes to get up there and then like blow you away. Mm -hmm. And he's not good, but he's, he sings so loudly (laughs) and he just loves it. And everyone has a good time because otherwise he'll kill them. (laughs) He can perceive if we're enjoying it or not. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be a fun <laughs> bit yeah Roan was also my number one just because of the same kind of the story yeah. element of it obviously Hilo not as much as as in Jade City because he seems a little more worn down beaten down yes but yeah for sure he doesn't he's less of a good time now he's a dad too yeah Meryl would be miserable because it's just instantly political which we saw oh yeah I Meryl's like He's a bad time. I think yeah, he would start out as a good time, but then he'd get kind of drunk, and then he'd start talking politics with you, and she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Tori, I feel like, would just disappear. <laughs> like he's just your friend that disappears with a girl, <laughs> or maybe just Tori not, is, or, or yeah. guy. He just vanishes. He's a good time boy, I feel like. Yeah, he'd be good to go out with, but not to drink with, which I think <laughs> yeah. are different things. <laughs> you know what? I got it. My guy, just to shout him out, Chancellor Sohn. R.I.P. also. He knows everything. Yeah, I was going to say, he could take you to the best spots, I'm sure. Speaking of characters, once again, I would love to hear, and my only kind of rule here, and I don't fully remember who said what, but if you could share a drink with any character that you didn't choose last time, based on this book, who would you choose and why? So I did Hilo last time. Yes, because he's fun. He'd be a party. <laughs> That's what you said. He'd be a party. Did I say Lon? I'm pretty sure you said one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to go with Barrow. 
I just want to like, I don't know. I kind of, I want to help a guy out. Like maybe he needs a friend. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he'd want to talk to someone. Maybe I'm a Barrow sympathizer. <laughs> that's why I think that's ca- what we're learning. That's why I've been calling PJ out is because I see it in myself. <laughs> I'm a Barrow empathizer personally. I empathizer, totally have been sure. there, done that. But, you know, I, I'd buy the guy a drink, you know. He'd probably turn on me and I would end up dead, though. PJ, Maybe. you go. Maybe I'll come up with a better answer. So toss up totally between Dauk and Roan for mm. the exact same reason. Kind of having insight into both cultures on the KCON side and the Espanian side, as well as direct like insight into the one mountain society and like i I feel like there would just be a wealth of stories and insight and and just thoughts that i could parse seem like very well spoken and welcoming maybe a little gruff roan especially a little bit gruff but delk of a very a very warm hospitable person that would be fun to share a drink with that's a good one. I think Roan would be a really good one. What about Skinny Reeves? Fuck that guy. <laughs> Skinny Reeves. Willem. We love a Willem. Skinny Reeves. I was thinking uh, maybe get a drink with Mate Ken before he explodes. Yeah. Yeah. Rip. Rip the good brother, you know? Yeah. Seriously. Not the tortury brother. Mm-hmm. Both times. Both times. Yeah, I, man, make Ken, make Ken's a good choice. I think that I, that was one that, again, you know, on a reread, paid a ton of attention to throughout this and was definitely trying to bring that up and delineate them a little bit more clearly because in my first read too, I was a little bit confused and required some rereads to be like, okay, wait, who? And like step back because of the, of the sort of name differential, they seem like twins. I actually thought they were twins until legacy when I read it. And then I was like, wait, they're brothers. Yeah, they're, me, it me never too. says they're twins. Talking to you guys, I would have thought they were yeah. twins the whole time. I did think they were twins. I assumed they were cause they were in the same year at the Academy. No, they're like, they're like 12 months apart or something like that. But yeah, yeah. I guess Shay and Hilo are in the same. No, Shay, Shay she, she's one year behind one year behind they were two year difference. Yeah. Something like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would probably drink with... Man, Roan is such a good answer. I didn't I, think about that. He's I, got stories. Roan would have stories. Roan and, and Dauk, but I, I think I would go Roan over Dauk. The one that I was thinking of before you said that, though, was Lotjin, because I'd want to pick the brain of someone who's like climbing the ranks and get, get kind of the perspective of the kid and like what he actually wants to achieve or what he's thinking about. You know, kind of at age. It'd be like having a drink with someone that's close to, you know, our age to some degree. Rank. You know, Amy's new friend, Steppin' Boy, who we can't mm-hmm. remember the name of. I think he'd be fun to kind share Kind of racist. With. Yeah. Because I feel like he'd be, like, fun, like, at karaoke. Like, he seems like he's happy all the time. Like, <laughs> he no. He'd be fun at karaoke. He'd just be, like, <laughs> right. happy. He's happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the perspective of the drink itself, <laughs> Monkey Man picked up. I so in my head, my first joke answer uh, was Iton, and I didn't say it 
because I don't think it's a joke. I like, genuinely I think it would be really, really cool oh. to learn a new like learn about the distillation process of Hoji. Yeah, I think that could be really, really cool. Yeah. And to watch the monkey do things. And the monkey. I would <laughs> love to hang out with the monkey. Like, hey, can you get your monkey to get me a drink? Yeah, does the monkey get... feed him or does he use his like toes and does he like pinch the glass between his toes? Like, does he just use mugs with like handles and uses his toes to drink things? How does Aiton drink? Probably both. Probably he leans over. Little A, little B. Yeah. Does he, like, He's got gra- <laughs> grab the glass with his teeth and like. This this is a deep cut. All right. You, you're ready? Yeah. Because I've done that many times. Picked up a full glass with my mouth and drank it straight. No. The, so I'm imagining Mr. Deeds, right? With the Dr. Pepper <laughs> fountain. And I'm imagining that. But Hoji and the monkey just hits the button and it comes out of the water fountain right into his face. It's perfect. It's a Hoji water fountain. We know right that he uses office. straws. He does use straws. Yeah. Fair oh. point. Oh, you're totally right. Why, why, why were we well, thinking that he had to pick something so, up and bring it to his mouth? So Jesus. I guess what I'm thinking is when he's tasting the hoji for like master distiller samples, I would assume he'd want to drink it in the way that like gets the experience that the average consumer would have. And drinking out of a straw just negates a lot of the aromatic aspects of most drinks and really changes the the flavor profile in subtle ways, but those really compound when you're dealing with really sort of nuanced flavors, like drinking a whiskey out of a straw I, PJ, doesn't no offense, taste the same. I think that's the least of Aiton's worries. He has no <laughs> I don't arms. think it is. As the master distiller, I don't think it is. I think that would be something that he'd actually probably care a lot about. But like, bro's got no arms. That's fair. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Ooh, I, you know the beer bong helmet with <laughs> with the with the straw. I think that still has the straw problem. But yeah, no, it's great. I love it. I'm already in. <laughs> say say less. I'm in. <laughs> I would imagine. I remember them saying in Barrow's chapter specifically that he had some like lower tables around him. I wouldn't be shocked if he had like some softer glasses that like he kneeled down in front of and took back like a shot or something like that armless plus the monkey could do it for him i'm sure i'm totally genuinely changing my answer to Aiton. i want i want to have a drink with monkey okay if you're doing Aiton, then i'm changing mine to roan okay Okay. sounds good (laughs) if you didn't i was going to for the record aaron i was like i was almost on that (laughs) like i'm stealing can i put on your gloves (laughs) (laughs) they look so stylish (laughs) you know like for driving (laughs) just for driving you know driving gloves yeah yeah i love that all right this is my personal question my little pet project here we are now what 1200 is pages into this world mm-hmm. and numerous years tons of violence we know way more than we did when i first asked you this question right would you choose to be a green bone and wear jade I think I'm on an, an absolutely not train now. Wow! With this question, it just seems like a lot more trouble than what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Like superpowers sound great, but at the same time, like you really got to learn how to use it, or else you're going to get killed. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like the withdrawal aspect sounds really bad. 
not sure I want to go through all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just and like, then, maybe I'm good. Even if you're like now. a little soft boy like Marrow and you have your two little jade studs, you're still <laughs> fair game to get murdered because you yeah, are wearing exactly. green. So you can just be murdered without repercussion. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, that's tough. <laughs> it's extremely tough. So like Tori can't even vacation in Takedown because he just flirt with someone's girlfriend right. or boyfriend it's and like, get it's murdered. It's that serious. Yeah. Just tough. Yeah, I think the only way... So, I wouldn't... If I was bad at it, then no. But if I was good at it, which I think yes. I would, I would definitely like, want to be I in the plan. Matrix download, you know, the skills and mm-hmm. the tolerance, then I would definitely consider it at that point. But the years yeah. of Jade discipline... Yeah, it's bad food for however long you're in. <laughs> Plus just Call Duty Academy, tough. You go through all that and then it's just like open season and you have to like really defend yourself. Mm-hmm. That just seems very stressful. Yeah, and like the only way to get Jade and be respected by increasing your Jade is to murder people. So that's tough. Yeah, it's in a way on the just... soul you'd imagine. And then if you get it because like you're, you do something else good and they're like, hey, here's a little pebble. People are going to roast you. They're going to be like, this yeah. guy. A little like numbers a very, boy. Yeah. A little very stressful boy. existence. Yeah. <laughs> that said, I would still do it. I'm in. I, and I would still be on the horn side. Gotta do it. Fingering it up. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. So Thomas and I resolved that we wanted to make sure that we asked this question once a book. But would you choose to be a greenbone slash wear jade? Hell yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. I think I think this 100%. book made it easier to say yes to that. Why wouldn't um, you? Are you weak-blooded? Becoming... <laughs> I'm not thin-blooded, but, you know, I don't know. I'm pretty lazy. Are you lazy? I'm kind of lazy sometimes. What if, what if you had lightness, though? Then you'd, like, have less effort doing things. Float around your house. I think it's easier after this book for me to say yes to wearing jade and also easier for me to say no to being a green bone. Mm. Like it has entirely dug in. Yeah. Well, people are able to be that in this world now. Like it's becoming less particular in who is allowed to wear jade. So the follow-up question. Some countries are locking things up a little bit, but yeah, yeah. The follow-up question that we asked last time is if the only way that you could get Jade was by being a green bone, would you still? I'd still probably do it. Aaron? If it was that or nothing, yeah. My blood is the clan and the pillar is its master. (laughs) (laughs) My blood is the clan and the pillar is its master. All right. Well... Good, good to know. <laughs> Ride or I actually already got it tattooed on my ass. Oh, nice on your ass. <laughs> so we Hold can't on, share can't... it on Instagram. Sorry, folks. Kirk, Kirk, I... Siri started talking back to me. <laughs> she said, "I don't understand." <laughs> me either. Your Siri is also British. Me nice. either, Siri. Me either. Last time with Aaron, I got a little bit cheeky on our last Agroni Sisters episode and said that I would wear some regular jade and a lot of bluffers jade obviously it was a bit about the barocon that i was kind of teeing up in our own episode and asking aaron kind of what she thought but i think i thought you were a bitch 
for me, <laughs> I think I align. And again, you know, one of these things is like, I don't want to spoil anything or anything, but I think I align closely, pretty closely with Andon, where I would veer away from any sort of clan or war business and would choose something like a doctor. Last I would time just I said to man. cheat at sports. It sounds right. <laughs> you don't think they test for that? Can they? Can they? Oh, they probably have someone who can sense your aura. I would yeah. a security guard. I would learn from the mountain's horn. I can't remember his name right now. Now Swenson. Now, yeah, Creep. and le- learn how to suppress my aura and suppress. <laughs> <laughs> it's the suppress. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't let that one go. No, it, is that how I said it? <laughs> That's no. how I heard it. <laughs> oh no, you said suppress, and she said suppress because now Swens it Sue now Sue yeah. Yeah, that's why I said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm funny. I was giving you credit. Thank you. <laughs> I could have been. Fair enough. Well, um, j- just to be clear, I would wear jade and fully be a green bone and climb the ranks and, you know, take over. Of like a small mm-hmm. tertiary clan, right? Like a... No. Nah. Full on. No, I would take on Aibata. Unite the One Mountain Society yourself. Do it again. Me and now would like be best. <laughs> I don't. I don't think now has any friends. For the I can win him over. My top trade is Wu winning others over. <laughs> that's, that's not a lie. I took a test. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it too. It was uh, very fast for for me. <laughs> very fast. Speeches basically does. instant. I'm very quick. <laughs> Woo! Woo, girl! All right. So kind of the final question here, of course, is what are you looking forward to next? What are you thinking about for the next book? I have a lot. I have a lot that I'm looking forward to. Uh- <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> You're like, uh, I have a lot. I have I have one. I'll just say my one. Sure. What the fuck's going on with when? What's going to happen? Yep. That's my first one. It's my What's main concern. That's like my current main concern. Based on the name of the book, Jade Legacy, my assumption is we get a time jump to the point where the children are of Greenbone, where like of Greenbone age, maybe of Academy age, whatever it might be, but they're going to be central figures within the story. I want to see how when recovers i want to see how hilo and shay's relationship progresses from here and if it mends or if they split further how andon will blossom as a green bone and as a healer a well as a healer and just as a sexual person and a (laughs) person that can be in relationships like responsibly and effectively Sorry, I laughed because I thought people pile again. (laughs) I just can't stop picturing it. (laughs) And I I recognize that all of these answers are very, like, focused on the personal lives of the Call family themselves. But I don't know what it is. That's just, like, what I'm most looking forward to as opposed to, like, I love, I love the geopolitical stuff. I love the interactions with the Mountain Clan and how... Like KCON as a whole will go forward, but what I care about the most is this family. So I'm looking forward to the calls 
taking Itmata down. It's gonna happen. I bet my jade on it. <laughs> I'm also looking forward to like the world war and how that comes to a a peak and how that you know resolves itself. And then yeah, truly my main concern is what's going on with when. I like what PJ said. That makes me think like is Nico gonna find out what Hilo did and you know become like the anti hero and kill all the people we like the most? <laughs> like, you know, like is he gonna be like the worst thing that happened to the calls? Is he gonna join Ite? Yeah, who knows? Is he gonna just like slasher mode and like fucking Kill everybody? I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Kraus? Oh, I am looking forward to y'all experiencing this book. I've previously stated, I've listed, I've been asked, you know, like favorite favorite books and favorite series. And uh, well, here we are. That's all That's all I have to say. So You're, you're saying Legacy is your favorite? Oh, it is. It is definitely one of my... This... Man, I... I'm so like anti hype, right? This book solidified this hey, series I'm, as one I am of my team favorite. Hype. I know, you gotta hype, I know. Hype me up. I understand. I understand. This this book solidified it as one of my favorite series of all time, Legacy. So we got all we right. got some shit to do. We got some shit to go through. It's a longer book by a stretch. It's two hundred ish pages longer, a little bit more than that. So it's gonna be. It's gonna be a journey. I'm Does excited. that mean we're reading longer chunks, or we just we have... are reading longer chunks? Okay, we are doing it in two, 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 one, four, eight, nine episodes versus war we did in eight. So, for comparison's sake, cool. All right, buckle up, Buttercup. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to bring up? Talk about any anything else that's on the mind. For the book, for the future, for this book. <clears throat> I think that pretty well covers it for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm really enjoying... There, It's not like there's one, you know, protagonist. I'm enjoying that we have 10 strong characters that we, like, care about and, like, you know, quickly spread the feeling equally, I think, through some of the main characters. So it's it's a well-distributed story you know I'm, I'm i'm really more used to reading first person rooting for one person type of story so this is fun you don't yeah you don't first know, person you, or primary third person pov i totally get it yeah yeah there, there are a few books that tell as broad of a story too as this does that includes such a wide cast also in so such a limited on. page count yeah yeah right right you yeah we it's not like you get you know even comparing to like Game of Thrones, right? Like it is an immediate comparison. We're talking thousands upon thousands of pages and books and you know, we're, uh, we're five oh. books in and there are two to go. <laughs> I was trying to say first law. First law, yeah. Yeah, like you you start with Logan, you like you like build up to a bigger and bigger world. Like this is mm-hmm. really like, you know, you start off with a bunch of people that you care about. So I like it. And it it's like Anyone could die, and you'd still have other characters you you know press on for. Mm-hmm. Love that. Oof, okay, so where do you think things are going next? I really have less clue this time. I feel like mm-hmm. 
I mean, I feel like the story has to, like, since it's widened, now it kind of has to come back together and be more focused in Jan Loon and the, on the clan warfare, warfare aspect. So I'm expecting, I guess, that to happen where it's less, like, country hopping. I think we'll still go to Espenia, I'm sure. Like, we've got unfinished business over there. So it does seem like there'll be Espenian stuff going on, but... As far as everything else, I think it's going to be more focused in in Jan Loon and just the clan aspect, because it says it's called Jig Legacy. So I'm assuming like that's a commentary on like the mountain is like basically if their plan goes through, then the entire legacy of Greenbones is changed and mm-hmm. sort of no what Shay was able on. to. Yeah, yeah. If No Peak is able to kind of hold their position, then that tradition mm-hmm. kind of lives on. I gotcha. So it's shifted from like a literal war for Jade, but now it's a war of what Jade means more. Right. Okay. I like that read. Jade City, we're introduced to the players, what it means to be a Dreambone, the clans. And this Mm -hmm. one, we're introduced to what it means to be that in the wider world. Right. And then now we're back in Jan Loon, but those problems out there, we know they exist and they're in the back of our mind. Yeah. Okay. See what the legacy in the future of Jade is for this world. Yeah. Okay. Give me, if you can, on the spot, a specific prediction about one of the characters. I think Aitmata is dying in this book. We're going to okay. get her. Okay. I won't make that a bet, but I was just curious. <laughs> We're going to get that bitch. <laughs> Do you think uh, we did a ladies and gentlemen? We got her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be sick. Hope so. I really hope Hilo gets to make that announcement. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm picturing just an adaptation and it's adaptation. It's just the that exact thing. Just Hilo in a suit. <laughs> yeah. Pulls up to the kitchen table. Or it just, yeah. <laughs> or just like sort of the Wolf of Wall Street scene where the I'm not fucking leaving and he just <laughs> you know, rolls yeah. up to like wherever Shay works for some reason. <laughs> That's what fucking Shay, that happened. That's what Shay did when she was like challenging Ait. Right. rolled up to talk to those, um, <laughs> yeah. the people who wanted her to resign. <laughs> the show Good goes on. Show. I didn't even think about that. I know. We should have brought <laughs> up that. Tough. Okay. All right. With that, next week, we'll go to Jade Legacy. We get to finally start that. We're going to be reading chapters one through eight. Chapters one through eight. So that's where we'll leave you for this week. Thank you, as always, to Tim and Andrew for helping us keep the show's lights on. You can find all the links in the show notes. You can find our schedule, our Patreon, our previous episodes, our websites, social media accounts, all in one very nice, easy, convenient location. And don't forget to rate and review us. As always, por favor, five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only then you can't be in our Negroni Sisters Club. Woo-hoo! You want to be a part of this club. It's a lot of fun. Actually, my favorite club because my favorite people, and my favorite drink. True. Most importantly. (laughs) True. I understand. Cheers! Even though two of us fucked it up because one of us is wrong. You know what? I messed it up one time. (laughs) It's super sad because I, you know... 
Negronis have replaced the old fashioned in my heart. My which God, is crazy. I could, I could drink a Negroni every day. Actually, I'm considering becoming an alcoholic. <laughs> Just Thanks for committing. coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Ben, where can people find HowlerPod? Mm, you can find us on the internet and social media at HowlerPod, H-O-W-L-E-R-P-O-D. Just type it in and there will be new episodes coming soon. Beautiful. I heard that you guys got a shout out on some live stream type interview that Ben, that Pierce Brown did. Oh, really? On the show that you guys were doing. Oh, Mike's book reviews. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I heard little birdies told me there was a shout out. I don't know if Pierce shouted you out or if the host did, but could be big. That is big. Let them know. I I was planning to watch that this weekend. So beautiful. All right. But that's all we got for you. Lovely listeners out there. Be sure to check out high to obsessed as well if you want if you like history if you like paranormal stuff who doesn't love that weirdos don't love that that's who sorry <laughs> sickos <laughs> but yeah that's you know the name not ideal for getting walk up traffic that's going to be high h-i-g-h-k-e-y high key all one word obsessed and it's available everywhere you do podcasts it's got a weird twilight zone logo if you feel like following the social medias well, yeah, we're going to get out of your hair. Cross, have fun editing this. We love you. <laughs> Peace. And I guess we... Bye. With that, like PJ had mentioned, Words Whiskey Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, Words and Whiskey Show, gmail.com, patreon.com, forward slash Words and Whiskey. T-shirts are on Public. Follow the link. One day, the screen printed shirts will be out. I have four designs. And they're all one. ready to go. <laughs> and that, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.